Success Stalkers Podcast, Episode 84, with Erica Warren, life coach and best-selling author. Welcome to the Success Stalker Show with Iona Garrett Fitzgiles. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They are making money and changing the world. Join Iona as she interviews today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. So if you're ready, here is your host of the Success Stalker Show, Iona Garrett Fitzgiles. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Success Stalkers Podcast. Ah, it feels good. It's Monday morning. Uh, I've had a great weekend. This weekend, I decided not to do any work at all, and I just took some time for me. Usually, I'm working seven days a week, and I know that's not good, but um, I decided, you know what, this weekend, I'm going to take some time for myself and just read. I'm going to watch some Netflix, catch up on some movies and just, you know, unwind. Uh, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we have a hard time doing that. Uh, We tend to just live on social media uh, all day long, thinking that we have to do that for our businesses, but we really don't. And right now I want to give a big shout out to one of our listeners, Sandy. She said this was absolutely amazing. It was the first time I listened to Success Stalkers due to my coach being interviewed, Craig Daigle, episode 83. And I wanted to hear his story and advice. I not only was amazed by his story, but the host. She was so delightful to listen to. I can tell she brings excitement to all of her episodes. And so I'll be listening on a regular basis. Who doesn't want to be successful? I know I do. Thank you so much, Sandy, for reviewing our podcast. Thank you for your feedback. And we look forward to you being a continued listener. Reviews of our podcast mean so much to us because it helps others find us. And just like Sandy here, when you review the show, I'll be happy to shout you out on an upcoming episode. So today I have the opportunity to introduce Erica Warren. I had an opportunity to become friends with her through social media on Facebook. I have been watching her for the past two years and how she's just constantly setting the bar higher for herself and for others. She's a best-selling author of three women's inspirational books. She's very passionate about helping women speak their truth and heal from their past. And she's using that purpose as a life coach you know, for women. She helps women in all areas of self-love, relationships, life purpose, dating, recovering from a breakup or divorce. And she's also the creator and host of her own podcast called Dope Discussion. So I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to Success Stalkers, Erica. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Uh, Just thank you for accepting the invitation. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Finally. I know. Finally, right? We have been trying to connect for quite a couple of years now, I guess you could say. So yeah. so listen, Erica, I'm not sure if you know this, but you know, here at Success Talkers Podcast, we have a motto. And our motto is, until you have become successful, 
stalk those who already are. So can we stalk you today? Yes, stalk me. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love stalking successful people. <laughs> and yes, you are you I are definitely that. one of those people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Erica, tell us where are you where are you right now? Where do you reside? I am a resident of Hammond, Louisiana. Um been living here for the past maybe 24 years, originally from a, a little small town called Franklinton, Louisiana. Wow, I didn't know that. I knew you lived in Hammond, but I didn't realize you were from Franklinton. So yeah, we're both, you guys who are listening, we are both Louisiana girls. So I'm originally from Covington, not far from Franklinton or Hammond. So that's really cool. Yes. Glad to know that. So I'm excited, Erica, you know, that you're here today. And, you know, we're going to dive deeper into this conversation because I really believe that you are just such an amazing person. I've been following you for a while now, watching all of the incredible things that you're doing. Uh, so to get this 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 interview going and get it started. So do you have a, a quote or a motto, something that you live by or something that really inspires you and how it's impacting you right now? Can you share maybe a quote or a motto with us? Yes, my motto is I will be the person that I needed when I was younger. It's very important to me because when I look back on my life and some of the experiences that I went through and some of the mistakes that I made, I always longed for a big sister, somebody who was a little bit ahead of me, who could kind of pave the way for me and kind of, you know, teach me some of the roadblocks that they went through and kind of just, you know, guide me. And um, I didn't have that. And so I always felt like if I ever get to a position where you know, I was, you know, healed enough to share my story and share my experiences and be transparent that I would be that for somebody else. That is so beautiful. I love that. I mean, that says it all. You're, you're the ultimate mentor because I mean, you know, as I think back to when I was younger, I didn't, I had a big sister, but she was only a year like older. And so we kind of grew up together, together, you know what I mean? So that would have been really cool to to have had a, a big sister to kind of like show me the way and things like that. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna get right into that and dig deeper into that. I love that quote or that that model. That is your model, right? Yes, I love it. Thank you so much. So you know, I'm always intrigued, Erica, by you know how successful people you know like start their day or you know what they do during the day. So how does your morning look each day? What do you do to get your day started? I, I would love to say that I do the best routine, but right now I'm, I'm trying to work on this, but I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are guilty of this. I reach for that phone first. <laughs> Most <laughs> and, people do. <laughs> yes. And I've been trying to, um, you know, retrain myself and reframe my routine from doing that. So what I've started to do is I would leave my phone in a totally different room, mm. um, charging in a totally different room so that when I do wake up in the morning, the first thing I grab is my water bottle off the nightstand and I take me a sip of water. And then I try to read a chapter from the Bible every mm. morning. And then I go grab that phone. 
Yeah, I think we're all guilty of that. I know I am. I try. I, I'm trying to. So you're not alone. It's tough, <laughs> you know, and uh, the society we live in today, it's like you feel like you're missing out or you're missing something or you don't want to be left out. So it's like that's the very it's a shame that it's that way. But everybody like that's the first thing that everybody grabs. And I would even say that every single person we see, whether it's on the street or whatever, they're probably only maybe two to three feet away from their phone at all times. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I, I remember mornings when I was working away from home and get all the way to my job and realize I didn't have that phone. I would risk being late for work. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. You got to go back and get your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can't live without it. You you feel yeah. naked without it. And it's, it's like and you think back, like, what did we do 20 years, like 30 years ago? when We didn't have right. cell phones. Right. Like we didn't do this. But now it's like if you don't have your phone, it's almost like, oh, the world's coming to an end. I can't get in touch yeah. with anybody. Nobody can get in touch with me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's, you go into a panic. You really do have anxiety. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, Erica, my goal is to always bring on incredible guests and people who are out there making a difference in the world, impacting the world, and just creating success for themselves. And and one of the reasons why I've been, you know, following you and I wanted to have you on the show is because I see you're doing that. You're impacting the world. You're making a difference. I see how you connect with people and, you know, you're a life coach. And we're going to talk about that too. I just, I just think that your journey is, is really fascinating to see, you know, where you've been and where you're going. So it's just, it's a blessing to be able to follow you. So I, I'm so grateful to have you here. So let's talk about that a little bit. And uh, so can you share with us, you know, a little bit about your journey, maybe some of the failures you had even before getting started in business? Okay, so I come from a, a a background of retail and banking. Um, I did retail for uh, about 15 years, and then I was in the banking industry for 10 years. And um, those two kind of combined together because I was also doing, um, in both of those capacities, I was doing customer service. So I was doing customer service in retail and then customer service in the banking industry. And uh, about seven years ago, I just hit a wall in corporate America because I always felt like there was more for me, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And so when I got involved with this business that kind of woke up my entrepreneurial spirit, I had a hard decision to make to walk away from a job where I was comfortable, where I had, you know, like created a family atmosphere there where I, you know, I just felt like I fit. But then again, something started to rise up inside of me where I felt like I didn't fit Mm -hmm. in there anymore. And you know how you see these cartoons where you have the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. Oh yeah. And each one of them, they're trying to talk you into doing what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. I, I pictured myself going through that moment where, you know, I was making the decision to walk away from that job to just go pursue an entrepreneur um, career, uh, you know, a career in entrepreneurship. But it was so scary because it was unknown and it was something I've never done before. But I knew it was like pulling me like a magnet. Like I knew 
where I was supposed to be going in life was going to require me to leave what I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. And when I made that decision, it was the most scariest, hardest decision I ever made. But after I made it and really sat in it, I haven't looked back since. And it's been, you know, on and forward from there. So it brought me to a point where I started to develop my leadership skills, my connection skills with people. And I started to see the value in my life story and my life experiences and how that can impact other people. And that led me into the journey of, you know, becoming a life coach, becoming an author, and then becoming a podcast host. Because, you know, I've always been a really quiet, introverted person, very private, never share anything with people. And I remember God, you know, working on me and dealing with me and telling me that I haven't let you go through all those experiences in life to keep them to yourself. You know, you've already gained the knowledge that you needed from those experiences. Now it's your turn to share that with other people who are coming behind you. And I fought against it Mm -hmm. because I've always wanted to just keep my life private and not let everybody know everything that I've ever been through. But once I gave, you know, got rid of that fear of being, you know, judged for things that I've done or things that have happened to me, you know, that's when God opened up the windows and the doors for me to step into new experiences and new opportunities and, and, you know, some certain level of success that I'm still working on and striving for. But I really feel at this point in my life, I'm where I'm supposed to be and doing what I'm supposed to be doing you know, because I had that faith in you. I love that you shared, you know, how, because you're, when I hear your story, you remind me of myself. I, I'm typically most times quiet, you know, I guess you could say I'm a little introverted. I'm very private. I don't like to like share a lot of things about what's going on, you know, or has happened to me in my past, but, you know, just in the last recent, so I would say 12 months, you know, I've mm-hmm. been feeling God really like, um, you know, leading me to a place as well where it's time for me to share my story and and be more, you know, out there to help other people. Like I, I'm good in the backgrounds. I've always been that person that loves to help people, you know, put everybody else in the spotlight. Right. Not me, but put everybody else in the spotlight and um, behind the scenes. <laughs> So, but God has been, he's been challenging me too. And it's not, it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Oh my God, it's uncomfortable. But I know it's something that I need to do because like you said, you know, our stories, our, our journeys, you know, the things that we've been through, you know, whether it's trauma or, you know, what have you, we've all experienced something and we all have something that we can contribute to help someone Mm -hmm. else. And that's why I really love what you're doing. Cause um, so, so, and you also help people with relationships, right? And I'm sure that's probably because of things you may have gone through yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Having, <laughs> having a lot of experience with bad relationships made me want to study, you know, really do a lot of studying of, of people and how they, um, show up in relationships and how their their upbringing and how their environment affects their behavior in relationships mm-hmm. and and then it just made me want for my own personal experience and personal development so that 
you know, in moving forward, when I develop relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships, that I can get the results that I want from those relationships by having better skills and having, you know, honing into that knowledge. You know, I think a lot of time, especially as women, hindsight is twenty twenty. when we look back, we realize that we had certain knowledge of things that we just knew that we didn't even know that we knew. Right. We didn't know how we knew it, but we know we knew it, but we ignored it and we oh, pushed yeah. it to the back burner because as human beings, if we can't explain something logically, then we feel like it's not real. And once I honed into that and realized that God works with us, even in ways that we can't put a finger on and we can't really explain it. But if we embrace it, we'll get better experiences in life if we just listen to his voice. Absolutely. I agree with that because, you know, I watched my mom, you know, go through, unfortunately, a failed marriage, you know, with my father. So, you know, it's like I didn't really have that model you know, to, Mm -hmm. to know how to choose, you know, the right man. And so I went through Mm -hmm. bad relationship after bad relationship, which ultimately, ultimately led to me getting divorced. So, I mean, I'm married now, but this is my second, second marriage. And, Mm -hmm. and so I had to learn some hard, long lessons along the way. And you're right. And so we don't have those tools most times, right? No, Mm -hmm. no relationship comes with a manual. So it's really important. And I think that is great that you are a a coach, a life coach, meaning you can help them in all facets of life. But I believe that every person should invest in themselves in getting a coach, especially in relationships, because, you know, you can help people not only with a love relationship, but just business relationships, just even friendships, just relationships of people. Like a lot of times we don't have those relational skills, right? And we end up messing things up. Yeah, because we do ourselves a disservice. We think that um, relationships are just supposed to happen naturally and flow naturally. We think that's a skill that we were just born with Mm -hmm. when it's actually a skill that you have to practice and develop like every other skill that you use in life. You see, a lot of people neglect that fact and then they go into relationships feeling like I'm just going to flow with it because I'm you know, it's going to come natural. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't always come natural because if you, if you've been raised with an unhealthy model of what relationships are, you're just going to repeat that pattern. Even if you consciously say that you don't want to, you're only going to repeat what you know. That's true. You're right. I I repeated it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I repeated exactly what my mom went through. I and I always said here, Erica. Here's the thing. I always said I'm never gonna marry a man like my dad. And I, I ended up, and I thing. and I ended up marrying somebody just like my dad. Exactly. <laughs> I always said out loud, I'm not gonna be like my mom. I'm not gonna do things like she did. I'm not gonna make the same mistakes she did. And I did exactly what she did because I didn't know nothing else. So even though we say that, we're still mm-hmm. emulating what we see, right? In our, our environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why is that? It's, I mean, I mean, that's, you can't do what you don't know how to do. You can't 
model what you've never seen modeled. And that's why with something you said earlier, um, when we were saying about how we're private and we don't like to share our experiences, Mm -hmm. I realized, and you say you like to be in the background and make other people shine. But what I realized, what God was telling me is you can't teach somebody else to come out of hiding and share their story if you don't first do it and show them how to do it. And so I could not be a leader and I could not be a life coach to other women and help them self-reflect and help them open up and be transparent if at first I hadn't done it, if they haven't seen me do it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm even thinking as you're talking. you know how us as parents, you know, we, uh, especially Black parents, we say, I want my child to do better than me. I want my child to be better than me. I don't want my child to do the same things that I've done, Mm -hmm. but they don't know nothing else. That's all they've seen. That is so true. We could talk about this for for days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important for us to put other people, like if other people in their lives, if you know you can't be an example of what you want them to be, put them around other environments and other people who model what you want them to be or what you want them to do, you know, expose them to different experiences. Right. Representation matters. Mm -hmm. It definitely matters. And so, so being that now you're working with women, um, are you primarily working with women and, and of course you're a life coach, but are you working with them with just relationships or do you go into any other areas? Yes, I help them with the areas of self-love, um, life purpose, finding your life purpose, um, dating, and healing from a divorce or a breakup. Um, those were the four areas that caused me the most challenges in my life and taught me the, the hardest lesson in life. And so I figured those would be the areas that I could help the most in. Yeah, and those are all transformational areas like I know so many women that don't love themselves and I know for a long time I didn't really love myself you know sometimes we as women we think we do we'll doll ourselves up we'll put on the makeup the hair the the clothes Mm -hmm. and you know we'll and we're telling ourselves we're loving ourselves but but if we we're not loving ourselves when we go out we get all dolled up and then we go out with someone who doesn't treat us well right so are we really yeah. loving ourselves? We're not loving ourselves. So I love what you're doing. So many women need you and need, and need to, to reach out to you. And I'll, now that I know exactly, you know, the areas that you work with women in and, you know, even life purpose, like so many people don't know mm-hmm. their purpose and why, why they're here. So that's, that is so critical. That's so critical. Yeah. And, and the whole date, the dating aspect, even, you know, I think about these young women, if someone would have, if you were around, you know, back when I was, you know, 20 or 21, you know, uh, I probably would have avoided a lot of, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And I wish I had learned how to date in my twenties. Yeah. I was so focused on trying to fill a void 
of what I didn't get from childhood with relationships. And so I didn't know how to date and experience life and experience different people. I just latched on or I let people latch on to me who represented what I felt like I missed from childhood. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to mm-hmm. it. So how do do you work with women primarily? Like, um, is it virtually? Do you meet with them one on one? How do you do that? Yeah, everything is virtual, either through, you know, Zoom calls or regular phone calls. Okay. Um, I'm still currently doing one on one sessions, but I am working to um, move everything more over into group coaching Mm -hmm. and online courses. And that way I can work with more people in a shorter period of time. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's what I do all day, every day with, you know, with my clients is, you know, helping them with, with things like that. So I love that. I absolutely love it. Um, So, Mm -hmm. so going forward, if you can, you know, just maybe share with me, like, say, I always like to to ask my my guests this question, like, what was that aha moment, that light bulb moment in your life or on your journey, um, you know, that you had, you know, when you knew that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, like, you know, take me back to that day when you say, you know what, it's time for me to become a life coach. You know, what, what happened that day? It was, I tell this story all the time because it, it, I never forget it. I was driving, driving in my car one day. And that's something that, that I do. It's like my therapy, just taking a long drive mm-hmm. and being in the car by myself, maybe listening to some music um, and getting that, you know, alone time just to really hear from God. Yeah. And I heard a voice like it was sitting in my passenger seat. And um, that's when I heard him say, do you think I let you go through all of that stuff just to keep it to yourself? You know, and I kind of in my head, I was kind of arguing back and forth with him like, you know, God, you know, I don't let people into my business. I ain't going to tell people, you know, I was in a marriage and I got cheated on and, you know, my husband had babies on me. I'm not telling people that. And he was like, you've learned the lessons from it already. Now it's time for you to share it with other people because you, you're you not the only person who's gone through that. You're not the only person who's going to go through that. And so you're being selfish if you keep it to yourself. This was after I wrote, you know, I um, authored my first book, the anthology, Dear Young Woman. Yes. And I shared my story about my emotionally abusive marriage in that. Okay, And that opened up the door for me to want to talk about it more because once we formed that sisterhood with the ladies in the book and we started to share the stories, we realized that a lot of our stories were so similar. And that just gave us the realization that we're not the only ones who went through this, you know. And a lot of times that's what keeps us silent is the isolation and thinking that, we're going to be judged. Nobody else is going to understand our story. They're going to look at us crazy. And once we realized we were more alike than we are different, that's what made us all want to start opening up more and keeping those conversations going. So that first book that I authored in is what sparked me to want to, you know, keep talking about it 
And then that led into the podcast where I feel like, you know, I'm okay with writing, but I'm more of a verbal communicator. So the podcast was just a, a natural next step is to actually talk it out instead of writing it out. I love that. So, so the book came first and then you became a life coach, right? Yes. The book came first, then the podcast, then the life coach. Ah, okay. Okay. So let's talk about your, let's talk about your podcast too, because I love your podcast and, and your <laughs> co-hosts. You guys are so funny. I love the videos. I, and I just saw recently you guys are actually like sitting together now and actually like, you know, creating content for your show. I thought that was so, it was just awesome. I love it. Yeah. So how did that come about? How did Dope Discussions podcast come together? So Dope Discussions came about because the I have two podcasts. The original podcast that I created is called The Code of Sisterhood. And that was birthed from writing the book. And I just wanted to open up a platform for women to be able to come on. And we were going to have conversations about, you know, life experiences that we go through as women, you know, like a behind the scenes where you would be on the phone talking with your girlfriend about certain experiences. And so we would, it's like inviting the world into hearing the conversations that we have behind closed doors. So I created that podcast and then I, I wanted to get like a male perspective on some of those topics. And that's how I paired up with Gator because I, I invited him onto the Code of Sisterhood podcast. And after that very first um, episode that we did together, I said, I want to keep these kind of conversations going where you get the male and female perspective on these topics. Oh. And that created the spinoff um, Dope Discussions with Erica where you know, I made him my permanent co-host on that one. I love that. I never knew that. I never mm -hmm. knew that backstory. That's great. So now do you still do the Code of Sisterhood or is it just kind of transitioned into Dope Discussions? I still do the Code of Sisterhood, but I only post new episodes there like once a month, mm -hmm. whereas Dope Discussions, we do it once a week. I love it. I love it. E. I really, really do. So are you guys, so what's next? What's next for Dope Discussions? I, I want to venture more into helping other podcasters um, transition into what we're doing, like with the live broadcasting. And I kind of like the behind the scenes, um, doing the producing, because right now what I do is I produce and I host at the same time. Right. But if I can start to help other podcasters um, transition into the live streaming, I would love to be behind the scenes and help them produce their shows. I love that. Well, listen, I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I need to keep you in mind for that because, you know, this is an audio podcast and I, you know, want to eventually do the same thing is, you know, move into live streaming as well. So that's, that's awesome. I mean, you have the platform, um, you have great content on your show and even in your group. And so thank you for even allowing me to be a part of your, your Facebook group. So I'm going to, you know, throw a plug in there for you for uh <laughs> pod squad you know facebook group so it's yeah. an amazing group you have some great podcasters in there and and i love yeah. being in that group so you know i think you should go for it do it i support yeah. it so tell me so any new projects other than that that you're working on or right now that's 
you know, as, as far as the coaching business and dope discussions, which that's a lot. <laughs> that's basically what I'm working on right now. I'm having so much fun doing the podcast. And um, I just want to see how, you know, how much bigger we can grow it because mm -hmm. we just um, transitioned over to YouTube totally. So we're just broadcasting on YouTube and not Facebook anymore. So right now we're working on building up our YouTube community and then possibly in the future being able to monetize our channel. Good. Now you guys, you live stream directly on YouTube, right? Correct. Every okay. Sunday at 6.30 Central Standard Time. Good stuff. And I'm going to make sure too that I put all of your links. If you can get those to me, I'll make sure we add them to the show notes, you know, at the end of um, our interview as well. So right here, I love to transition right here in this, in, in, in the interview, we call this the success round. Um, so what was the, what was the one thing that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? Being comfortable and the fear of the unknown. I'm, I'm a type of person who, once I get comfortable somewhere, it's hard for me to transition. I'm, <laughs> I'm resistant to change. So that's been my constant like evolution and working on myself being more um, open to change. We just got a TikTok account. I was actually talking to that TikTok because I was like, nah, that's just another social media platform that I got to learn. I don't want to learn it. Now that I'm on there, I love it. <laughs> so the video that I saw you guys doing, that was for TikTok, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. But you know, a lot of, I guess I got to get on board because I see a lot of people <laughs> using it and a lot of businesses are using TikTok. So oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what is your definition of success? I know everybody has their own definition, but when you think about success, what is your definition? My definition of success is getting up every day and doing something that you know that you were purposed and gifted to do by God and something that you love to do, something that you would get up and do every day, even if a paycheck wasn't attached to it, you would still love to get up and do it. But it's a plus when you do get paid to do it. Yes, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And what is the best business advice you've ever received and who gave it to you? The best business advice I ever received was business is a copycat business, mm -hmm. but you just got to know to copy the right cat. So it's it's okay to be a copycat as long as you copy the right right cat. copy the right cat. <laughs> it is yes. a copycat yes. business. <laughs> I love yes. it, and that is great advice. <laughs> I have heard that one before. You're absolutely right. I love it. I love it. So, Erica, yes. what are two personal habits that you have that has attributed to your success that you're having right now? Two habits: always self reflection, being honest with myself you know, about my strengths and my weaknesses and not being afraid, you know, to hit, to face those. That's one. Number two is to be open-minded, you know, and always take into consideration other perspectives in life to help you grow. You're only limited by, you know, the, the your surroundings, 
you know, your next lesson in life. So once you feel like you have nothing else to learn, that's when you're on the downhill turn. Always be looking for the next lesson in whatever you're facing. I love that. That is so true. That kind of leads me into my next question uh, that I want to ask. And it's a little bit about personal growth because you and I both know it's incredibly important to move ourselves forward, right? So how Mm -hmm. much time do you spend working on yourself or coaching yourself? Or do you have a coach? I do have a coach. My oldest sister, you know, I really lean on her a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I value her opinion. I run thoughts and things by her just to get another um, perspective on what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and what my next step is. And I think that's very important to have a circle of friends who love you, but are honest with you, you know, and they're not going to sugarcoat because y'all have that kind of relationship where they know they can be honest with you and, you know, you're not going to get defensive about it. Absolutely. So I would say my older sister. Yeah, absolutely. Because accountability is key. So that's good. You have somebody that you're accountable to, right? So who do you need to become now in order to reach your next goal? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I need to become someone who is not a procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my weaknesses. The things that that I feel like I don't, I can't wrap my mind around right now, I, I tend to put them off. And so that's something that I have to constantly work on and get better with. But you know what? We all have something that we need to work on. And I, even procrastination, I think, is something that everybody has, whether it's a lot or a little of, that we do. So that's that's a great one. I love that. Uh, So are there any books that you're reading right now that you would like to maybe recommend one or two books to our listeners? Right now, I am finishing up um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I've heard Uh, I've heard that was really good. I've heard of her. It's good. It really opens you up into like digging deep inside of your your mind and why. You know, we do things that we do. And but my all time favorite that I always go back to, I think I've read this book maybe five times, but I can still read it again. And that's Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Yes. Yes. Now, I haven't mm. read the book. I've, I've I did the audio book. So have you I don't know if you listened to the audio book. I did. I did oh. the audio. You know, <laughs> the audio gave me chills. The audio had me kind of. Like it had me scared. I was, I, know. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is crazy. Girl, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's so amazing is that book was written so long ago and it's so <gasps> relevant today. It's so relevant to today. And it's so crazy. Napoleon Hill was so ahead of his time. He truly was. They wouldn't even publish that book back then because most people back then didn't want him to publish it. They felt like it was too, you know, progressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was. 
<laughs> yeah, because it, it was telling them about themselves. Absolutely. And they didn't want to hear it. Oh my God, that book. Yeah, you're right. The audio version, it will definitely send chills. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It is such a great book. That, that's a great recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Erica, so my last question is I want you to imagine that you woke up in a brand new world identical to earth but you didn't know anyone but you still have all of the experience all of the knowledge that you currently have right now today let's say your food is taken care of let's say your shelter is taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars what would you do in the next seven days to start over (laughs) for starters i would um Create me a whole new friend list on Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like my lifeline. That's where I have connected with and met the most significant people in my life right now is through Facebook and social media. So I would start with that, creating me a new, a good friend list. And then I would... One thing that's that's really my go-to that I'm using every day is go to my Canva account and create me some good graphics. Yes. <laughs> advertisement and um and and put those out there, you know, just get the ball rolling again, you know, call some attention to myself and, and make some new connections. Love it. So networking, right? Networking. Yes. yes. So I love this your question. Is your net worth. That's right. Your your network is your net worth. It equals that. Mm-hmm. And I love this question and always ask my guests this question because you know there are a lot of people who listen to our show, some who may be brand new, some who are maybe more advanced entrepreneurs, but you know, you know, if a brand new person was listening, you know, this question to me would would kind of like give them some insight on what they should be doing right now. Like, and, and I love this, what you said about connecting with people. That is the first thing that I would probably do as well, because you need people, right. To, to help you move to the next point, whether it's starting a business or um, just to be able to sell a product, right. You need people. So you Mm -hmm. need to get out there. You got to open your mouth. You got to be, you know, just let people know what you're doing. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's good. It's good stuff. Well, Erica, I, I thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I know that our listeners who are primarily entrepreneurs and those who are seeking personal growth in their lives, you know, I know they got some great takeaways from you today, but if you can just give them maybe one last, you know, piece of guidance or one, some parting advice, advice that you could give, you know, what would that be? My The, the most valuable thing that I've learned for myself personally is every relationship in your life is a direct reflection of your inner relationship with yourself don't neglect yourself like really treat yourself like somebody that you love and care about and it's so easy for us to neglect ourselves and put all our focus on somebody else but I really feel like every relationship in our life is a direct reflection of the relationship that we have with us. And once you build that foundation with you, then everything else should fall in alignment because we treat, we teach people, we teach the world 
how to treat us by how they see us treating ourselves. So I would always start with self-love, you know, and a great deep relationship with God. And I think everything else would be added onto that. Mm, that is so rich, girl. That is so good. Thank you so, so very much. Yeah, I know our mm-hmm. listeners are getting some great takeaways from you today. So Erica, again, I want to say thank you for being on Success Talkers podcast. And, you know, I, I hope that we can even get you to come back on the show, maybe even bring your co-host with you next time. And and uh, yeah. so we're definitely going to continue to follow you. And if you can share with them how they can find you and follow you, you know, on social media or on your website or even your podcast. So you can catch us on the Dope Discussions with Erica podcast on YouTube. You just type that in and you'll see the purple logo and subscribe to our channel. Um, We do we do um, great topics every week and we do contests and giveaways. So just become a part of, as Gator would say, our virtual congregation on YouTube. Um, you can also connect with me um, through my website, my life coaching website, which is www.coache-lifecoaching.com. If you are a woman out there and you need some um, coaching and self-love, life purpose, dating, or breakup recovery, then contact me there. Um, and you can just follow us on Instagram, which is dope discussions underscore pod. I love it. Thank you so much. And we will make sure that we add all of those links to the, the show notes page as well at the end of the interview. And again, Erica, thank you so much. It has been a absolute pleasure to have you here. It's just, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> the pleasure was mine. I thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you are so welcome. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in today. And as I always say at the end of every single episode, stay hungry and keep stalking success. See you next week.